Good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right, so uh, sorry, Kevin, uh, we had a problem. This is the, uh, the wrong slide. Yeah. It doesn't have Kevin I, on here. I know where I stand <laughs> with the women. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> I don't get on the page. <laughs> So just a little bit about us. Uh, Kevin and I have been educators for uh, our lives until about the last three years or so uh, when it was time for a change. And so we started getting into real estate. Uh, we've done a little investing mm -hmm. on our own. Not a lot yet, but we're, we're working on it. But we've done a few deals. Sure. And um, I was, Becky was a math teacher first of all. So she forgot to tell you that. And uh, I started out as an English teacher and then uh, um, counselor, assistant principal and principal in, in high schools. And so that's our, our educational background. Um, but then, you know, things change and, and we wanted to get into something a little bit different and, and to get into real estate. So we started out with a rental property and we've done um, uh, a couple fix and flips. We've done wholesale property um, and a subject two. And that's our most recent one. And, and I'll probably tell you a little bit more about that later. Yeah. For those of you that are new to real estate investing, subject two means we got the property subject to the existing financing. So instead of having to take out a loan to buy the whole property, we only had to, it was a pre-foreclosure, so we only had to get their mortgage current and pay the mortgage going forward while we did the rehab and everything. So, but can learn a little bit more about that. <laughs> Eric says, I love subject two and want more. <laughs> Absolutely the best way to get him. All right, we have a couple sponsors with us today. So I'd like to thank them for joining us. And the first is Bill. Ah, good morning, everybody. Thank you, Kevin, Becky, Marilyn, for having me uh, sponsor you all once again. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Bill Giffen, and I'm an associate wealth manager with Centric Wealth, and we are a comprehensive uh, financial planning uh, firm, and we are fiduciary-based. So what that means is we have that lo uh, legal and moral obligation to do what's in our client's best interest. And so what we do is we customize our plans to fit our client's needs because everyone's different. Everyone has different goals and values. So we really have to create that customized plan for them. So as people are making money and building their wealth and investing, then we help them put together that plan to make sure that they're not only set in retirement, but also right now as well to maximize everything because every piece of your financials fits together like a puzzle. And so we wanna make sure that it is maximized uh, as well so you get the best bang for your buck. Uh, we are fee-based and not commission-based uh, as well. My information is right there. If you'd like to know more information about what we do exactly and how we do it, I would love the opportunity to speak with you and share with you what we do. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. And next, we have Rick with Blink Lending. Hey, my name is Rick Stegall with Blink Lending. Um, I've been in the mortgage industry for about 15 years. Uh, during this crazy time, uh, you know, it's people are asking, are you still lending? And the answer is yes, we are. 
We still have our conventional product, which is our long-term, all of that. On the private money side, we are still lending. We have not adjusted our terms. Um, everything is still moving pretty smoothly on that, on that front. And we're still helping people complete the, uh, the Burr strategy. Um, also, we have access to, to every product right now. There have been some tweaks on the conventional side as far as counting reserves for your properties. They are requiring a little bit more money in reserves uh, just, just to make sure people can get through these uh, times. And they are requiring some additional verifications of employment <clears throat> just to make sure that you didn't lose your job or get your hours cut during the lending process. Uh, but yes, we are still lending. We are still here. We are working. We, uh, we like to say we opened six new locations since we sent everybody home to work from home. So uh, we're here and my contact information, I can send it out. It doesn't appear to be on the uh, Blink Lending flyer there, but uh, if you need it, you can request it and I'll get it to you. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and put it in the chat to all panelists and attendees. Where is that chat button? Uh, it's at the very bottom of your screen. If you scroll down to the bottom, it'll appear. Move your mouse down to the bottom and you, the menu bar should show up. Oh, the chat right there. Yeah. There you go. And and Rick, um, we, will you explain to the people here um, the Burr strategy? Uh, yeah, the Burr strategy is buy rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Um, and what it is is it utilizes uh, private money um, or some sort of bridge style loan to conserve your capital to allow you to buy as many properties as possible. Inside of a private money loan, you can get access to funds to do the remodel so that you can remodel uh, the property with borrowed funds. <laughs> Um, some people can afford the property without having to rent it, and so they can skip and go right to the refi process. Um, but if you do need the income on the property, you will have to rent it because once, if you buy a property with conventional money, we can do something called projected income, which is what the income is going to look like when you refine it, uh, when you rent it out. But once you own the property, it becomes a vacant property. So we have to have, if you need rent, you will have to actually have a tenant in place. Uh, they don't have to move in but they have to sign a one-year lease uh, and it, the uh, tenant needs to move in within 60 days. All right. All right, awesome. And then you Thank refinance you. it to a long-term loan at a lower rate. Yes. Right, with, with cash out to buy your next property. Well, yeah. we can't do the cash out. Um, no, you don't do cash out. You have to own a property for six months to take cash out of it. So okay. that's why people don't buy with their cash that they've built up. That's another reason to use uh, the private money, hard money style loans, because if you buy with cash, then you have to wait six months before you can refinance it. And there are some restrictions on by some banks will put, put restrictions on that. Um, and so that's the other way the, the hard money helps you, uh, private money helps you get around, uh, around that rule. Awesome. Thank you for that, Rick. So uh, he'll put his info in the chat. So if you're looking for money or you want to just start getting your stuff in place so that when this uh, stuff all blows over and lots of properties hit the market, you're ready to go. You can contact Rick and get approved. All right. Ambit Energy. Marilyn's going to tell us a little bit about Ambit. Okay. Well, um, I started doing this um, the thing. I'm a real estate investor. I do real estate for a living. Let me turn the video. Hi, everybody. <laughs> um, 
And so I'm here. Um, this is Marilyn. And so I, I started doing real estate investing for, uh, I have six, seven years doing it. And I decided to be a consultant with Ambi because somebody actually asked me if I wanted to save money and my electricity. And I decided to join them as a consultant because I connect my own uh, electricity uh, on the houses. So pretty much I have about 40 houses we're flipping my husband is doing about three or four flips right now i'm selling three properties myself so it does make sense to um make money with this on instead of just being a customer so that's my my intake on that so uh if you guys need any information on that or want to save money you want to give us uh, the opportunity to give you a quote on the electricity and be our customer becky or i can help you let us know all right thank you marilyn all yes, right kevin and i started doing ambit as a little side thing um because we saved 60 dollars on our first month of electric bill when we switched so that's why we started doing it as well and what yeah and then we had our flip house oh yeah so we yeah so we so. connected our flip house and Saved even more. And have a few customers under us, so yeah. All right, all right. What is your why? So I just want you to think for a minute about why you're here this morning, why you decided to get online, why you want to get into real estate. At 9.30 on a Saturday morning, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you could be watching cartoons with your kids, right? Um, but the reason that I put that up there and the reason that you need to have that why clear in your mind is because if you don't have that, that why, it's likely that you're not going to be successful in this business. You need to have that strong why to get you up in the morning, to get you working when you don't feel like it, and to keep you motivated, to help you if you get discouraged. Um, so whether it's financial freedom for yourself or just passion exactly passion absolutely um so today's webinar is hosted by real estate iq and by sue casa and so a little bit about real estate iq uh, the company's been around about six years it was founded by steve liang and juan carlos cruz um kevin and myself are in houston joseph is on our leadership team. He's in um, Austin and he covers San Antonio. Rodney covers DFW. And uh, we also have off-market leads right now in four markets in Florida, including Fort Lauderdale, and also in Georgia and coming soon to Chicago. And so our goal is to just keep getting everything in place and hitting more places around the country. Uh, right now, we're doing a lot of webinars. We're trying to really bump up that education since everybody's home and, re and ready to learn. So if there's something that specific that you'd like to see a webinar about, go ahead and throw that in the chat as well, and we'll try to accommodate. So to uh, get there and see those things, our, whoops, I hit the wrong link. Our website is realestateiq.co. And when you go there, we have a few cool things. Up here is events. So you can go here and see all our other upcoming events. 
if this is not how you found us today. Our marketplace is a place you can go on and connect with other services you need. People like Bill and Rick, um, coaches like Marilyn are on here, contractors, whatever you need, you'll be able to find those here through vendors. Um, and then we've got our new community. So this is an online social media site. So I definitely want you all to join our community. And then we have some groups on the community as well. So uh, we have a group for Houston real estate. There's one for DFW, Austin, San Antonio. We'll have to get one for, for Florida going. Um, I've got a women in real estate. So those of you women, please join that one as well. So you just need to go here to the community. You'll need to sign up. And then once you sign up, you can join whatever groups are interesting to you. And we haven't officially rolled this out yet. We're just trying to get everything in place and it'll be coming soon. Awesome, Eric. I definitely want to connect with you after that to build that Florida group. Get back to our training there. Uh, Real Estate IQ is over 45,000 deals per month. Uh, we have three basic packages that we'll tell you more about later. And so for right now, I'd like you to hear what another Real Estate IQ client has to say. I'm here with Adam at Redneck Country Club at the Jet Lending event, and Adam has been using our system for a while. Adam, could you share with us your experience with our tool? Yeah, so um, I love the tool. It was re it's really been very useful for me as uh, as a new investor. Um, I don't have access to the MLS, so running comps was something that was a problem. Um, now that I have that the tool, I can run comps. It allowed me to secure my first deal, um, and I'm going to market with and look to, um, because of the comps that I was able to run and get it for the right price, I was able to secure a deal that's probably going to profit me somewhere north of $50,000. Oh, fantastic. And by the way, we uh, can also help you too, Adam. Uh, thank you so much. And guys, our deal analysis suite is only $15. So unlimited comps all over Texas. So make sure you take advantage of this special right now. Thank you, guys. If you want to learn how to analyze deals just like us, make sure you check out this webinar on how to run comms. The link is below. We'll also introduce you to you this new tool called FastCMA, which is a high-end professional comms tool uh, that allows you to pull comms and analyze comms uh, just like the experts. Make sure you check it out. All right. As I said, we're, I don't know if that showed on your screen, but sorry about that. Yeah, hit escape. All right. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to see more about uh, what Real Estate IQ can do, um, we are, we're gonna show you a little bit of it right now, but if you'd like to have a one-on-one -on -one live demo with one of our account manager, um, experts on this, you can just say yes to that in the chat and they can show you everything that Real Estate IQ has to offer. And this is this is a great thing because it, it just costs you 45 minutes of your time. Um, it's free. There's, you know, 
You don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to subscribe or anything. Of course, they'll ask you if you want to subscribe at the end, but um, pretty much it's, it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty fair. And one thing about Real Estate IQ is that there are no contracts with us. Um, you don't have to, it's a, it's a month to month deal. It's not like six month or a year um, contract. And uh, so it, it's a good thing. And so you can start and stop as, as, as you please. Okay. So what we're going to do for our deal finding training today is we're going to find a deal. Uh, we're going to pick one off the pre-foreclosure list for today. We're going to do a comps analysis of the property using FAST CMA, and we're going to calculate an offer. So the comps, for those of you that are new, um, comps means comparables. So if you go to list your house with a real estate agent or you go to have an appraisal done, what they do is they look at the other properties that have sold in the area and see what they sold for and compare the condition of the properties to yours. And that's how they come up with, with the value of the home. So as an investor, what you're looking for is the after repair value or ARV of the property. And so the comps helps you do that. So to calculate our maximum allowable offer, the general guideline has been 70% of the ARV minus repairs. And the reason for that 70% is that there's, that makes a 30% difference, right? between there, but that's not all going to be profit. That extra 30% is where you're going to pay your holding costs like uh, electricity for the property, water, water service, Gas. insurance. Uh, you have to pay interest on your loan likely. Uh, and then closing costs. You're going to have to pay the real estate agent to sell the property. You're going to have to pay the title company all the closing costs. So those things usually eat up about 14 to 15%. So that only leaves 15% for profit if you follow the 70% rule. So if you don't follow the 70% rule, those other things aren't going to change and it's your profit that that is going to change. So let's just pull up a calculator right now and say if you, you get a house for $150,000, all right, and you multiply that times 0.7%, and there you go. Right now we're down to 105000 that we would offer, except that we, we don't know the repairs on it. And so that's kind of an unknown. You have to do your due diligence on the property. And uh, so let's say it costs $20,000 for repairs. You subtract that. And there we go. $85,000 is what you would offer on a home in that circumstance. And so, um, it's a good rule to follow, especially if you're, you're newer to this industry. Um, Absolutely. And, and it helps you make sure that you're, you know, you may break even. Our first, our first flip, which we may tell you about today, um, was terrible. But 
Um, <laughs> you know, at least we broke even on it. And so breaking even is better than losing money, right? Absolutely. Yeah. This will ensure that you don't lose money on your deals if you can buy it at 70% of the ARV. All right. So we're going to start by looking at our off-market leads. These are updated daily. They're recorded directly from the courthouses. If you had to buy them individually, it would be over $2,000 a month. So let's go ahead and take a look at that email. Go down. This one? Uh, nope, that's no, Florida. Go down. Yeah. Last one. Okay. Here are the off-market leads. So <laughs> this is an email. Yeah, this is an email that I get every single day. Uh, it's updated every 24 hours and, and all our off-market leads come from the courthouses. And so um, that's important to remember. Um, so uh, this is a listing and we don't um, a la carte them out like some companies do. I mean, there's other companies that provide lists, but we don't, we don't a la carte them out. And, and that means um, charge you extra for each one. Um, so probate and airship is our first one. So dealing with people that um, are, are in a situation where somebody has died in their family and they've been willed that property, um, that's, a, that's a great list to follow, um, especially right now because the pre-foreclosure list is very difficult at this time because of the extensions that have been added to it. Because there is no foreclosure auction right Auctions. now. Auctions, so. These houses are not going to sale yet, so they have extra time to try to figure something out. The appointment of substitute trustees list is, is, a, is almost a pre-pre-foreclosure list because they have to appoint a substitute trustee and often that happens four to six weeks in advance of the pre-foreclosure list coming out. Um, evictions, those are tired landlords that are, you know, <laughs> maybe just done. They may be out of state or, or whatever, but they, they're just done with having their property. Um, and maybe the renter was pretty hard on the house and there's two, uh, there's, they, they can't afford the expenses. Um, tax sales. Delinquent tax sales, the, the delinquent tax sales, you know, that's a almost a pre-foreclosure list to the tax sale. And those happen at the auctions, uh, code violations, loan modifications um, are, we know that those, those fail, you know, a lot. And so um, if, if, if your regular mortgage, mortgage is $1,500, and the bank is going to loan modify you for a $1,700 um, mortgage payment, then obviously if you couldn't pay your $1,500 one, you're, you're not going to be able to pay uh, the higher mortgage. Um, Becky's telling me to go faster. So, uh, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. Uh, and divorce, <laughs> divorce, I, I haven't really attacked yet. Um, that's one that I don't want to get in the triangle, but we've had people that are very successful in, in uh, our divorce listings. Oh, wait, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't touch that. <laughs> All right. Like I said, we're not professionals. 
All right. So uh, professional video people. So here we are. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to click on the pre-foreclosure list for June. And we're going to show you a little bit of our system. And we have about 23 minutes left for our, our side of it. Hoping at this point that the uh, June foreclosure auction actually happens. Yeah, so um, we'll see. So the first thing about this list is um, up here on column C is when it was recorded at the courthouse and when it was added to our system. Usually it's between one and two days um, as it comes up. And um, it's a little bit slower right now, it appears. But anyway, it always gives you in, in column F, the mortgager's first name, their last name, gives you all the property information. And as we scroll over, um, it, it gives you um, in column S and T, the equity information. And that's, that's an important line for me. Uh, Becky and I, um, we do door knocking or we used to, uh, we haven't done it <laughs> lately, <laughs> lately. Um, but what we were doing is that we look at the equity and I'll download all of the zip codes. The list is too big for me to attack all of them. If you're going to do a mailing or something like that, um, you can, you could mail every single one of these. But, um, since we do door knocking, um, what we do is we break down the information according to the zip code. Um, we focus on Katy, Katy, Texas, and a couple of the um, surrounding Houston, Harris County um, zip codes that are um, right next to us. And so, um, but what I'll do is I'll download that. Um, and, and it's great because all of our lists come in an Excel file. So you can easily download them to your computer and you can manipulate them however you want. And, and uh, uh, so I'll, I'll download it, I'll manipulate it by my zip codes, um, and then I'll dump it into a new spreadsheet. And then um, we'll dump it into Google Maps. And, and then we have our, our map set for the areas that we're gonna go. Um, but the equity is important because I usually dump about 25% or lower in equity um, because we want to make sure there's enough meat on the bone for us to, to, to work a deal with that homeowner. The equity percentage is where your profit's going to come from. So if there's no equity, there are strategies to make a profit. Uh, you can do short sales, for example. Um, but we haven't gotten into that yet. So we stick to the ones that have good equity. So we're going to pick one, just kind of looking through here. $71. <laughs> that's probably one not to worry about. Yeah, that's... Um, this one, they're upside down. And one other thing to consider is... It is expected based on what's happened with other uh, economic crises in our country going back. It's expected prices to drop about 10% is what a lot of people are predicting. So you want, you're going to want to keep that in mind too. How about number six? Number six. 
Number six has 84,000 in equity, 49%. I'd say that one looks pretty good. The house um, has an appraised value of 173, and the estimate of the unpaid balance is 88,000. And that appraised value is important because usually a house sells for more than the appraised value. And so um, it's, it's another cushion. Um, what Becky is doing at this point is she's going to drop this address. And what we didn't do is we, we need to look at, we need to look at the year built, which was 2002 and it's 21, 48, 48 square feet. All right. And so she's going to copy that address. And I'm going to go into Real Estate IQ, and I'm going to go to Fast CMA. And that's uh, CMA again is Comparative Market Analysis. And I'm just going to paste that address in there. I'm going to choose it from the Google list that comes up. Look up, <clears throat> and then this always says, "Did you mean?" So. Looking at this, these ones are a different address to notice, but see how for this particular address, if it thinks I typed something wrong or click something wrong, that's why it's suggesting this. But here's the whole MLS recent history for this other address. Uh, but ours does not have any of that, so that means it has not been listed on the MLS in the last uh, five years or so. So I've just clicked on that because that's the one we want. Now we have a couple of ways to get your ARV. So our default for distance goes out a half a mile and um, <clears throat> it's going to look at, at properties that are within 20% of the square footage and 10 years of the year build. And it's going to look back a year. So that's kind of our default there. The ARV subdivision goes out further and might expand the other parameters, <clears throat> excuse me, to try to find properties in the same subdivision. <clears throat> excuse me. So this Okay, so we're at uh, we're we're gonna go to single family detached. Um, of course, I, I, I pulled, uh, because this is an off-market lead, it's not listed on the MLS, so that's important to know. Um, but we're going to see, sometimes the properties have been um, terminated, mm -hmm. and they still show up on the MLS. So it's, it's tw 2148. Uh, no, I got that backwards. I got that backwards. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Your bill was 2002, 2002 and 2148. It's 21. There we go. Okay. Find comparables. All right, so it found 14. I left it on distance, and it found 14 sold properties, five active listings, five non-active, and 19 lease. So that kind of tells me that that might be a good area to have a rental in. So I'm going to go run CMA. And immediately it pulls up information. Um, I, I like to go to the map first to see where it's at. And you see all these properties. Um, the blue ones are the pins that the computer has pulled comps for. All right. It's, they're, they're comparative properties. The gray ones 
our properties that the computer didn't pick for some reason. It could be the days on the market. It could be the price per square foot, but I definitely want to check out like six, seven, and I think that's eight underneath there. Um, just to check to see why the, some of those closer homes weren't comped um, because these are all based on sold prices. And that's important. This information all comes from the MLS, straight from the multiple listing service um, that, that Texas uses. And so this, this is what the realtors use. And so the prices are, are the exact sold prices. It's not like going to Zillow or some of the other, other um, internet. Becky's telling right. me to speed it up again. <laughs> um, but it's not like going to those places where you're $10,000 lower or $10,000 higher. Right. It doesn't give you a range. Um, Texas is a non-disclosure state. So the, it's not public information as some other states might be. So I clicked on Google and it looks like they had a little issue with their camera being crooked that day or something. <laughs> um, but I clicked here because this house was not listed, we don't have a picture of it, but here we can at least see what it looks like from the outside. And this is also helpful to check out the neighborhood without going there, you know, see if there's bars on the windows or cars parked in the yards or whatever. This looks like a newer neighborhood that's pretty well kept, so we don't have those issues right there. So the map can help you with all that. Um, so down here, here's our subject property. There's not a lot of information because it's not on the MLS, but it's the comparable properties that are going to help us determine the value for our property. So the computer chose these two that are blue it did not choose these probably because of the recency. So this, these were over six months ago. So they were in a year, but more than six months. So ideally you want them to be within even three months if you can. Here's another one that the computer did not choose. And it could be because of the price per square foot. So if I look at these first two right there, it's $90 a square foot, 94 a square foot. 102, 92. And then when I come to one down here that says 52 a square foot, that tells me that that, that property has probably not been fixed up or might have some major issue that took that price down so low. So I don't wanna use that as a comp. I only want nicely updated homes as my comps. So looking down here, I can learn a little bit more about it if I click here and read the MLS remarks about it. So let's see, which was that one? It was this one right here. It says, beautiful four bedroom home with high ceilings, elegant dining room, open kitchen with granite countertops, game room, incredible big. So it really is not giving us any insight in those comments as to why it was so much lower than the others. But because it is, that's kind of a red flag. But you can go to photos. So, yeah, we can, we'll go to the photos and see. Let's see what else the computer chose first. And you want to watch the subdivisions because um, we know that um, we wholesale the house in, in Memorial. And we know that 
Um, on one side of Derry Ashford, um, the homes are going for about three uh, to $350,000. And on the other side of Derry Ashford, the homes are going for a half a million dollars. And so you, you have to be careful about picking properties and knowing you have to know the area. Um, otherwise, you might be comping something yeah. that's not, not, not correct. To know whether a subdivision is different, it's going to be different or not. Um, but we can use these other criteria to make sure we've got the best comps. So here's the distance in miles. The subdivision name is here, school district. And any of these things with these plus signs over here are going to give you more information if you click on it. So for example, if I click on the sold price, it's going to tell me the date that it sold. Uh, if there was a seller contribution changing the price, it'll figure that in. Here's the year built. So ours was a 2002. This one's a 94. So, and it's in a different subdivision. So the computer chose it for whatever reason. I'm going to take it off. And if, if you'll scroll back up um, and click that one again, 11. So the computer had picked that. And you can see the pricing up at the top, 207. When she unclicks it, it changes it automatically. So it does the math for you. And it's going to raise it a little bit to 212 if I do that. So I want to carefully look at each one of these comps. Um, here I can compare the bed bath, which um, was on the spreadsheet. If it's got a pool or not lot size, all those things to make sure that I'm choosing the best comps. So if I, so the next thing I can do then is go to the photos and take a look at the pictures of them. Ours was not listed, so there aren't any, unfortunately. Um, but this is one the computer chose as a comp. So you can either kind of go through them really quickly like this by hovering, or if I click on it, it's going to show them to me in nice big HD. That's a pretty house. And this is what we want for our comps. We want to know that the houses look like this because that's what we're going to do to ours, right? And so one thing that this can help you do is you can look through the comps and figure out what are they doing in the neighborhood. So that looked nice, but notice this is still laminate countertops here. So they didn't do a full update on the kitchen here. I don't think there's so a back, backsplash that in there mind. either. No, I think that's the uh, laminate goes up. Mm. Maybe. Do all that work on the home. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do all that work and not put in granite countertops? Unless they were figuring on renting it. Mm. Or nobody else in the neighborhood put in granite. So then why would they? Got a fireplace. Granite's become a lot more a expensive. Lot of, not showing nowadays. anything upstairs. Yeah, it it really has been. So we want to look through each of these and tell this will tell us how we want to fix ours up to get the price that we want to get. So that one's got tile floors, looks pretty nice. This one they did. They put in granite countertops, they put in a nice tile backsplash. And they put knobs on the cupboards. 
<laughs> I do like knobs on the cupboards. <laughs> yeah, but those are Some older places, cupboards. Uh, yeah, they are older cupboards and they're the dark. But they look nice. Yeah, so this tells us what we need to do with ours. So this is kind of, this is a little bit upgraded here, but it's not, I'm not seeing super high-end fixtures. So we'll want to keep that in mind too. There's some drums, huh? I'll take the drums. Okay, so we can go through these and we would want to go through the ones that we think are good comps, especially, and the ones that the computer has chosen and make sure they've been fixed up. So if the computer chooses one that has not been fixed up, again, here's that little box on the side. And when we click this, it will add it to the calculation, or if we unclick it, it will take it out. So that this ARV at the top is based on the ones that you know are good comps, so then you can be pretty confident in your ARV. It's also good to go look at the other active listings on the market, kind of see what the competition is, how much they're going for, etc. You can look at the lease comps, especially if you're planning to rent it or it's a high lease area and you might be selling it to somebody who wants to rent it out. And non-active gives you expired or terminated. This is actually another off-market lead source that you could go to um, because these people took their homes off the market for a reason, but they might be still wanting to sell. So they might be good motivated sellers to contact as well. All right, so that kind of shows you uh, a little bit about how to take a off-market lead and dump it into a fast CMA. Um, MLS Deal Finder, that's another seminar. Um, we, we could show you uh, how to find deals across Houston on the MLS for 20 to, or any market, any market area, DFW, San Antonio, um, or Austin. But um, it enables you to do searches for 20 to 30 to 40% below market value. County Data Finder will, it can do anything from figuring out what the taxes were on that on that house that you're looking for, um, as well as doing massive searches of three and four thousand people of like out of state owners or non occupied um, owners. Um, we also have our tools and services page, which uh, does the deal analyzer, so you can analyze a deal off of it. Um, you can put in your different repairs and analyze that. We also have on-demand skip tracing, um, which uh, we can we can jump to really quick, I think. So if we go to the website again, and we go to tools. Or so what skip tracing means, tools, uh, what skip tracing means, uh, if you're new, that's basically finding the owner. So those expired listings, for example, if you wanted to see if they wanted to sell their house, you would have to skip trace the owners if you wanted to get their uh, phone numbers and email addresses. So this is going to give you up to five email addresses and up to 10 phone numbers total. Yeah. Five landlines, five yep. landlines and five cell phones. And they're not always perfect. So that's, that's just the way skip tracing works. It's about 60 to 
um, accurate. It'll also give you some family members so that if that person that you're trying to contact, you can't get a hold of them, you can try a family member. Let them know you're wanting to help them out. So it goes from five to five if you send them five addresses. Um, it's it's five dollars. Keep in mind that it's sixty to seventy percent, so you may only get one or two out of that, you know, um, as you look for them. Um, but it goes up each, you know, as far as how many you want, you can get seventy-five for twenty-five dollars, or at the end. You can, if you're doing big mailings or something like that, or you're doing robocalls, actually, um, which would be helpful um, during this time with the coronavirus, um, you can get up to $1,500 for $200 per month. Anyway, that's a skip tracing. Uh, let me go back where no. this one. I want to go back to our, um, our, and, and so that does a skip tracing. And then we have our classes and events. So any webinars or anything that we're holding um, will be there. And that's on our public site. And so you can easily access that. Uh, we also have a great support service. And we're going to get into that as we go back to our PowerPoint. All right. So we've talked about those things um, on our website and... Okay, it's too loud. <laughs> so our deal analysis suite has these three things. You can get this for 15 bucks a month. So if you're looking at properties from wholesalers, for example, you just want to comp, you're not ready to market, but you just want to start comping, you can get this for 15 bucks a month. Uh, we've got our deal finding suite that has everything that Kevin showed you. So I'd encourage you to get a demo if you have not already signed up for that or said yes to that. Uh, you'll have another chance in a minute. Um, but then you can see how those really work and how they can help you find deals. We already talked about all these things. Uh, customer service, we have maximum two-hour response. We've got a good team now. We've got people that answer the phones now. So uh, as our company has grown, we've been able to increase that to good, good customer service right now. All right, so at this time, we're gonna turn you over to Marilyn and she's gonna talk about how to invest during these times and still profit. How you guys are doing today? Well, I hope everybody's doing well. Thank you for joining us today. Um, well, how to invest during these times. I'm glad that Rick is back because we're gonna have some conversations with lenders, right, with the lender as well. Um, so I am being able to close deals. Actually, yesterday we have a big deal that closed. Um, I think we, it, we're been doing wholesaling. If you don't know me, I'm huge on wholesaling. I love to come in, find motivated sellers, put the houses under contract and sell my contract for an assignment fee. So um, we, I also teach how to wholesale houses and, and I go find those motivated sellers. This actually deal, we find it in Real Estate IQ. So, so I have closed a lot of deals off of this website, um, actually this partnership I have. And, and I encourage you guys to check it out because for me, it's been very profitable. Um, we um, closed a deal yesterday and, and this house was 
came from Real Estate Q, the house was worth um, about 600,000 or ARV was 600. They listed it for 340. And so this was on Oak Forest. And, and then we, uh, one of my students came and, and talked to the, to the seller and uh, pretty much that um, uh, we got it under contract for three, I think it was three, no, 290. Uh, and then we blasted for, we did a, a blast for 310. So um, that didn't happen like that didn't really close the deal. We have to uh, renegotiate the contract. I got a, a, an offer at 255. And, and this, is, this is something where I, I don't feel really good, like trying to drop the price uh, $60,000 from 290 to 250. And in order for me to make money, I have to make another offer at 235. So who will give you a house that is worth 600000 after repair? And, you know, um, we were able to, to get it, renegotiate the contract to get it as low as we could, which that in this case was 235 to sell it to 255 and make an assignment fee of 20000 So honestly, um, I didn't thought that was gonna, I was going to be able to pull that off. <laughs> but I did. Um, but yes, we, and during this time, um, we are able, we have been able to um, put houses in the market and I have a lot of showings on my houses. So people is not is slowing down. Um, Bill, can you give me a little bit on your end on that? No, actually, Rick. You are the, the, the lender. Um, Rick, can you give me a little bit on your end? Um, is it a time that I know people, I talked to you at the beginning and you said, well, you know, people, uh, the lenders stopped lending. That's when this happened with the coronavirus. And, and, and you told me, well, people is not, uh, or the lenders stopped lending for a little bit. Uh, that was in the conventional side or the retail side. So tell me a little bit what happened after, because I haven't talked to you in, in quite some time. Oh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, first, you know, the interest on the conventional side, uh, interest rates went up and guidelines changed. <clears throat> and so whenever guidelines change, there's a little lack of confidence in the market. And so, you know, it gets a little hesitant to uh, submit some loans when you're not really sure where the guidelines are going to end up. Um, all the changes have occurred. Uh, the new reserve requirements are in, the new income requirements are in how the banks are treating investor income is, is in self-employment. Uh, everything is, is coming around and, and business is getting pretty much back to normal. Um, rates are coming back down as well. Um, there's the bond market dictates, you know, indicates that rates should be really low. Uh, however, all mortgage money on the conventional side is pretty much borrowed and then the loans are sold on the bond market and then the money they borrowed is paid back and then they reborrow it to lend it back out. And, uh, the secondary market, the bond market, you know, when there are 16 million unemployed people or however many it ended up being, um, the secondary market who buys them is like, well, how many of those people are in this bond or in this mortgage-backed security? 
And so it really created a whole lot of hesitancy on uh, how mortgages are sold and, and, and how they get put into securities and, and how they get wrapped up into their individual end product where they end up in the servicing world. Um, that all seems to be flattening out. Rates are coming back down on that side of the business and uh, guideline and underwriting guidelines are coming back to a new normal. Um, on the private money side, you know, a lot of people have had to, to close down. We still keep ours private, so we're still lending. We haven't made too many changes. Um, we're not closing quite as quick as we'd like, but that's just because of the increase in volume that we've experienced by, uh, you know, we're a more conservative uh, lender when it comes to the private money side. And that has kept us to be able to just lend without really altering the way we do business on the private money side. So, you know, we're still up and busy and, you know, I mean, I'm working every day from 8.30 to 6. And, uh, and it, yeah. It's you know. slowing down because in my end, I having a stop wholesaling. I mean, I'm like uh, shocked. You know, one of the things is I, I, I got very worried when, when the, the, um, when it, the flood happened and it was, um, with Harvey, mm -hmm. I worry, uh, because I was like, man, uh, you know, every time, every time something happened and, you know, there is a, a risk, uh, with the real estate, um, obviously us as an investors, I do real estate full time. Uh, so I'm still like having this these mixed motions on what is going to happen next. Right. So mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't see the market going, uh, here in Houston being affected, um, as much as people might think that is going to get affected. What mm -hmm. is your thought on that? Yeah. Fortunately, Texas has very conservative lending laws. Um, they protect the client even from the client themselves. Uh, you know, by not allowing people to take equity out of their house with, until they have 20% equity built up uh, really protects the Texas market from bubbles because you can't get over, you can't get over leveraged in your primary residence. On the investor side, you know, there was a little hiccup there, a little road hump, but everything seems to be moving back towards, you know, full speed ahead. I mean, the beauty of the investor market is investors buy in bad economies and investors buy in good economies. It just kind of switches which investors working at the time. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't anticipate seeing a big drop off in either sector. Um, and, you know, there's even some people that are predicting that when we come out of this, there's going to be a little mini housing boom. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I would really just make sure you're ready and make sure that you're eager and, and you're taking actions towards, being able to buy a house, if not immediately, you know, being able to buy an investment property, you know, as, as quick as you can. Right. So, so yes, I mean, in my end, um, since this happened, I have closed about four to five <laughs> wholesaling. Um, um, last deal that I told you I was doing on Oak Forest, mm -hmm. um, we, we make a $20,000 assignment fee. That was uh, my student and I. Um, well, I teach how to wholesale houses, and that's my niche. Um, but at the end of the day, um, in the in the in the wholesaling area, you still can profit. I what I can see is actually people being more motivated to sell, uh, and, and I don't know why. 
it might be that people is scared scared about what's coming or, or because you know when people is uncertain of what's gonna happen or what is next right uh they get to be a little bit more scared and and they want to just liquid right mm -hmm. and so skin during the, re the recession or when things are going um pretty much down right yeah. so, so people when they see a cash offer uh on the table that's an, a strong offer uh so so pretty much um you know and even if you're coming with uh hard money or private money uh we all um make those offers cash because uh, that's the industry that people don't understand about hard money or private money and and at the end we can close very fairly quickly uh, on those loans, how fast can you pull the trigger on a on a hard money loan in your end, uh, uh, Rick? Uh, right now, we're right at about fourteen days. Ten business days is what we're requesting. Okay, so fourteen days. Uh, yeah, that's fairly quick. Um, I think it's almost the same as before, right? Pretty much. Well, we were at five five business days, so one week. If we got a if we got a uh, an application on a Monday, we could close on Friday pretty yeah. regularly. Okay, so so it has slowed down a little uh, because of this situation, but it's not, it has slowed down too much. I mean, well, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> we had to slow down because our volume has increased so much. It's just taking that much longer to get our loans sold to the private individuals because we're still private money. So we still do everything with private individuals. So all of our loans that we lend out on the private money side, we turn around and sell to the public and you know we pay between eight and a half and nine percent interest and you get first lien position and stuff like that. And all of that money we have to keep replenishing because our our current little our current set of cash uh, gets rented out pretty much weekly, gets leased lent out weekly, and then we have to replenish it. Right. So, so in my end, uh, I haven't seen any slow. Like I'm being contracting, I'm, I'm being getting more houses on instead of less houses uh, mm -hmm. because people is scary about going and, and having this house on the market and the market is uncertain. Um, I feel like, um, you know, having a, a cash offer is very, very strong and people is taking those offers. I, I actually like the MLS and I like, you know, to go to HAR to find these motivated sellers. Uh, the reason why I like the MLS is because they are already mm, selling and they already make a decision on, you know, that, um, that they're gonna sell their homes. So I don't have to convince anybody. I just need to find those motivated sellers or those people. So, so and, and, and this, I have virtual assistants actually who, who does this for me in my behalf. And in just a little bit, I am going to be sharing my screen so people can see what those virtual assistants do for me. Because I think it's very key to have a team of people working um, in your end, right, uh, for you. And so you can still um, do whatever you need to do and, 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 and they still make money. So anyway, I, I think that doing these, um, these offers, um, I still, it's important to keep on making offers and this, and this during this time, especially you guys, I think a lot of people here has a lot of time.
in their hand, right? Uh, why not getting the computer and start just making those cash offers uh, to people who is actually looking to sell? So one of the things I, I did find this deal on, on Real Estate IQ. Uh, now I do find deals usually on this uh, software. I like it because um, they already show how or where the discounted properties are. But um, so far I do teach how to, how to go ahead and, and, and talk to agents and how to uh, convince those agents to work with you versus another offer that they might have. So I do have different, different things that I do. Um, at the end of it, um, in the renting market, so we talk about the wholesaling side. The wholesaling is awesome. It's always been awesome. Even when Harvey hit, I was so scared and I thought, okay, this is it, and, and, and actually Harvey, uh, we passed through Harvey, and, and actually I was able to sell flooded houses and, and profit from it, and on instead of, I was like, okay, that's it, I'm gone. I'm not going to do this anymore. There is no more business, and then it, it was actually the opposite. So I, I am very blessed because during those, this, all this, this time, we have been able to make money. Uh, even in this time that we are in right now. Now, with the renting um, industry, that's another thing. I do have rentals and, and you know, um, I have talked to people that actually have rentals and um, we see about 80% on the rent, like on, on this month, April. Uh, April was a huge month because everybody was like, well, um, I don't know if you need to pay rent or you don't have to pay rent. And it was like, should I pay rent or not pay rent? You don't have, you can't get evicted. And, and that was a huge thing. I was a little nervous about that because it's like, man, uh, what should we do, right? Like, um, should, you know, obviously we're small businesses. We have houses uh, they are renting, but we still need to pay our mortgage and our end. Um, so with that being said, I have seen 80% drop on my, on my payments. Uh, but it's not like not being like a huge drop. Do you have any investors, Rick, that um, actually have uh, come to you with any of these problems and trying to work something out on the mortgage and 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 seeing how you can work it out with them or no? Uh, no, we haven't. You know, we we try to make sure that most of our uh, investors have good amount of reserves in case something like this happens, in case there's an error made during the construction, the rehab process. Um, so we, you know, we've had a few, but, you know, for the most part, we're seeing that most of our investors are operating, um, operating as planned. You know, we don't, we don't have a lot of clients uh, in the house, in the loan while the home is currently being rented. So anybody who's not getting rent to pay their mortgage isn't really, something that we're experiencing you know they're not coming to us to, to exclude payments yeah and i think i mean we're being blessed i think it's still uh houston is very strong market and 
and the rental, I mean, like I say, I have like two people that didn't pay my rent uh, this April month, but it's not a big deal because it's not like I'm being hit so so much, right? So in mm-hmm. my end, uh, we still have to go come in and pay those mortgages and, and it's fine. I mean, obviously, um, you know, what I tell my tenants and those tenants, you know, for you guys, if you have any rentals over there, um, I think for you guys need to know that if you have a tenant that is not paying rent, number one, what kind of tenant is that, right? Is it a tenant that always is always late and always trying to, <laughs> right? Uh, get any excuse for them not to pay the rent. Oh, well, now we have a free, a free. Um, so what I'm, I'm doing with those tenants or actually the two tenants that I'm didn't get rent is one of those tenants that they just don't want to pay the rent for any excuse. And then, um, what I told them is, okay, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to pay. I mean, that you don't have to pay rent when all this comes in and, and we get to back to normal, you're going to still have to pay a bunch of rent, right? It's not like it's like free rent just because uh, this is going on. So then um, real quick, while you brought that up, if anybody out there is considering forbearance, you know, it needs to be last resort. A lot of people are describing it as payment forgiveness and stuff like that. But all it, how it reports to your credit, you know, it will be a surprise. And uh, it's anything but forgiveness. It's just moving payments around. And most banks want a big lump sum. Very few banks are, are being generous and moving payments to the back of your loan. Most of them are giving you like a three-month deferral, and then a month four, you have to pay four months worth of payments. So something you really need to consider, because if you're in forbearance and you miss a payment, you, you get a whole new set of rules, and you're not going to be going under uh, your, standard, your standards. You know, they'll, ex- they'll be able to accelerate foreclosure, your lenders and stuff like that. Right. So, so in my end, um, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, they, I, I have two, two houses that are, are in this situation where they're not paying rent. So what I told my, my, my tenants, and this is because I am very proactive and very, very, very smart <laughs> <laughs> and proud, prideful. <laughs> so anyway, I told them that, you know, okay, so, um, this doesn't mean that you're not going to pay at the end. You're going to have to come in with the rent at whatever month you're not paying. And and what I like to do at this point is per- perhaps working with you and listing this house. And that's what I'm doing. I actually, I put two houses um, in the market, um, you know, it's immediately after they told me they're not going to pay rent. Uh, why I did that? Well, you know, I think cash is keen and, and it's, it's a good time to liquidate those properties that are going to become a liability for me, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end, I do have equity on these houses. Uh, I have like in one, I have $40,000 in equity. Um, and, and then in the other one, I have, you know, another 40. So so cashing these this, this equity positions, and by the way, if you guys don't know what is equity, is uh, the difference between how much you own 
on the house and how much you can sell it for today's day, right? That's the equity. So that means that if you, if I, I own like 80,000 on a house and then I can list it for one, 130, right? That's my equity position It's about 50,000. So if I know I'm not getting rent, right? So I told these guys, Hey, uh, don't, don't worry about late fees. Um, whenever you can make this payment, make the payment because you're still going to own that rent. But I am, I need you to work with me and on the showing on this property. And, you know, I, I'm going to list it because at the end, uh, this house is, is my responsibility and I have to keep on paying the rent, the mortgage, you know? So they were cool with that. For some reason, I find out that they were very cool with that. And I'm like, okay, so so <laughs> that's what I did. I I just went and and put the house on on the market. Now, I have a lot of showings on the houses that I listed. Uh, these two houses and other house that I put for for rent. And I did owner finance, and I I'm gonna start doing different marketings on these houses. So the the thing is, we do have offers on the retail side, right? Um, we do have people who are looking for uh, no conventional loans um, that wants to buy our properties. Perhaps you have anything like that or no? no? Um, well, all the non-conventional loans are, they're gone um, right now. I'm not aware of any company that is still operating in the non-conventional side. And for those of you who want to know what non-conventional is, those are your bank statement programs, your stated asset programs. Those are your uh, debt service coverage ratio programs, which is where you take the rent versus the mortgage payment. Um, those guys, the secondary market, the minute this happened, the secondary market, the people who buy the loans as investments, they said, nope. And they, they closed down and companies were, a couple companies went out of business in March. A few others have suspended business. Um, but the vast majority of them sent home most of their workforce and even quit accepting conditions on loans currently in the pipeline. Like they just stopped underwriting loans immediately. Um, so we're not seeing a lot of that. And, and then, you know, back to your payment, the only clients we really had ask us for, uh, for forbearance were clients who were asking for interest carry in their original loans. And we confirm all their assets beforehand. So, you know, it's um, a lot of the people you know, you just want to be really careful, you know, are you helping somebody or are they just trying to take advantage of, of what you're up, you know, of what you're able to offer them? Okay. So, so yes, I think um, it's a good idea to, to know that what, what we have here available to us. Yes, that's, that's true. Actually one of my, um, we were closing on a house and the lender back out and it was a private lender uh, that it was going to do a 20 or 30 years loan on uh, non-conventional and, and he back out. But, you know, I do have some clients, uh, if anybody wants to lend, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so let me know. But um, yes, I mean, at the, at the end of it, um, we do have people making offers that are pre-approved and coming to see the house, houses. And so the uh, flipping side um, 
is pretty good. I mean, I, I don't see any slow on the flipping side. Um, people are still looking for to buy a house. There is uh, people who still wants to move to a different house and, and, and we are sh having showings and they still are pre-qualified. I guess uh, the lenders are just making sure being very um, conservative on this end and, and making sure that they don't lend to someone that just got laid off, right? Um, but other than that, I think that we flipping is good, um, you know, and I don't see any slowing down. Actually, right now, there is two more weeks, I think. Houston is still on quarantine, right? And we, we still have to be stuck in our houses, <laughs> cooking and, and doing everything we can to keep ourselves busy. Uh, so anyway, um, but... We still, I think when Houston opens back, it's, it's going to be just amazing as Houston is. Uh, we are in a, in a great, great place here, especially with real estate market. So with that being said, I am going to share my computer and I'm going to show you guys how, how Marilyn find deals, how I can find a deal right here in my computer, like in 10 minutes, okay? I literally can't just come in and, 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 and show you a deal. And so I am going to, to, to show you how I, how I use my, um, my uh, virtual assistant because I do have virtual assistants that works for me uh, on the Philippines. I still have them uh, working for me and, and they are higher. They're making offers on my behalf. Um, and I'll show you some counters and some things that I have going on on my inbox so you can see that this is happening. I mean, we're not uh, slowing down. We're by no means, uh, we are uh, fire up actually closing deals here. So let me share my computer. Can you guys see? Yes, I think I'm on. And let me see if anybody can chat and confirm that that you can see my computer. Yes, ma'am. You can? Okay, perfect. All right, so let me go up in my inbox and I am going to show you guys that we're still doing deals here. Um, what title company I use, I use, um, I have used so many title companies, it's amazing, but uh, this one has me happy for now. Um, it's not like I am a high maintenance or anything like that, but I like to get attention and, and close fast. My business is very tricky because I do a lot of wholesale. And so I'm going to show you this is a closing a statement that I have uh, from really quickly just to see, to show you my assignment fee. And so you can see that we're not playing around. We are going to, uh, we're still closing deals over here in my end. This is uh, assignment fee to, to one of my students and she's uh, making $10,000 on this deal. And uh, this actually was yesterday closing and I'm going to show you the day 
Um, so we, we're still making money here in our end, okay? So this one is a payment to Sukasa. And um, the, actually the, the buyer put a $4,000 non-refundable deposit and uh, $6,000 is being paid out to, uh, to me. And uh, pretty much this is um, you know, a deal that we just closed yesterday. And I'll, I'll show you um, very quickly here the closing date. The closing date is April 16, 2020. So with that being said, um, we're still doing deals, guys. Uh, don't, by no means, since this started, don't slow down. Don't think that, you know, oh, man, what am I going to do now? And um, I don't know if this is actually happening or not or whatever. So there is uh, a, few, a few deals that I have um, hot. This one was uh, on March 17. This is the closing day, right? March 17, same title company here. And um, if you can see here, uh, Marilyn Phipps um, is, is uh, making or getting paid $5,500 at closing, got $3,000 upside the closing. My student here, um, BSC, is getting an assignment. And this is, this is what I do. I partner with people. I teach them how to uh, find the deals, but not only how to find the deals, but negotiate with the agents. I mean, one of the things is you have real estate IQ. There is no excuse for you not to go make an offer, right? So, but the other, the other side of it is being able to communicate with the agent. So let's say they have two or three offers on the house and on instead of you only go ahead and, 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 and be one of the offers, you can present an offer that will be more attractive to them. Like uh, in my end, I, I offer 6% commission to the agents. We are very aggressive on the phone, you know, communicating with these people, making sure that they uh, understand uh, that we are very motivated to buy. And so what, what it makes your offer extending more than, than other offers, right? Obviously, is the fact that you are a real buyer, meaning they can have other offers, but if you are very, very interested and you show that interest on this property, obviously, they're going to go with you. And so anyway, that's part of my coaching and my trainings. Um, but yes, we're still closing deals. Um, March was a great deal uh, or a great month. Uh, April, I was a little bit concerned about April, but we still closed a deal uh, just yesterday. And I think I closed another one that it wasn't that much money. I, I think it was 3000 um, and another deal. And, and we, we have another closing uh, next week. Um, let me see here. So this other closing is is happening uh, this next week. Let me see if I can find no. 
But anyway, I just wanted to show you some of the closing, the hot statements, you know, because they, you might say, well, you know, there's a lot of people stating this and that. They don't, they never show any hearts. They never show anything. I am the real deal. I am showing you all hearts and, and stuff. Now, one of the things for, for you guys, this, when I got started, this didn't happen to me overnight, right? Um, obviously, it takes time to build a business. It takes time for you guys to be able to learn how to get and start profiting or making money with this business because it's a brand new language, a brand new thing. I, I am a firm believing on, on education because guess what? I already make the mistakes. I already did a lot of stupid stuff or invested in a lot of stuff that I shouldn't and I lost money and I have lost a lot of money in some deals. So uh, with that being said, um, it's better uh, to have somebody holding your hand that is not going to make the same mistakes. So this is one of my students, uh, his name, actually, I'm, this is one of my virtual assistants. What I, is a virtual assistant? A virtual assistant is somebody that is in a different country or is virtually working for you, right? Right now, everybody's virtually working. Like people literally said, hey, go work from home, right? That's what a virtual assistant is. So pretty much uh, we have these counters, right? So um, my job the virtual assistant job is to make offers. So they make offers, make offers, make offers, make offers, boom, we got a motivated sellers, we got a deal done, right? So it's a numbers game, it's not like um, overnight kind of thing, it's a numbers game. Um, I wish that it was like overnight, but I can show you how fast I can find a deal on, on HAR. Um, this house here, 4906, Paradise, um, this house, the initial is listed for 96,000, right? And so the initial offer is 65 from my, from my virtual assistant. And then the counter is 84,000. 84, uh, if you see right here, they also know how to run comps. Uh, I've been working with these virtual assistants forever, right? Um, actually, my virtual assistant in the Philippines has six years working for me. And my virtual assistant on um, uh, Honduras, actually, is my brother. <laughs> he is working. This is Al, my brother. And he's working for me from Honduras. And I, so I teach him how to find the deals, how to make offers, how to talk to the agents, how to um, negotiate and present those deals to me. Uh, so once I have this, right, Obviously, it's easy for me. I, I need to verify this ARV and check if it's true that the house is worth 177. Then my next step will be to go see the house, right? Make sure that the house is, um, is, is in a fair condition or if I can have it at the price that is right for me. So we go 74% of the value minus repairs, right? That's what we usually need to be doing. So... On this uh, paradise, let's uh, let me check something. So it's forty nine oh six paradise, but uh, it's um, one seventy seven times seventy percent equals one twenty three minus forty five thousand 
equals 78. So, um, so they are counting at 84. So we are very close to have a deal with this one. And, and so, so this is what we are doing with the virtual assistants, right? Uh, these houses are houses that we are currently working on. But if we go uh, right from to HAR, let's say I don't have anything to do today and I am so bored, which is very unlikely. <laughs> I have so much people here. I have um, two babies. Uh, one is four years old and the other one is, um, is three. So actually it's one and he's gonna be two in, in August. So I keep myself very busy. Um, I don't know. So there is no excuses, you guys. Like, okay, there is the coronavirus, I understand, but you don't have to move uh, from home to do this, right? Uh, if you have access to a real estate queue, even better. You don't have, they flag the properties that are discounted. Uh, now, what you need to do is probably, um, you know, talk to me and see how, um, I have two different trainings. I have a four weeks training that I'm putting that I am going to be teach, uh, doing this online and, and it's gonna be probably in March or in, in June that we're gonna be doing this um, online, right, virtually. So pretty much we're gonna send you a link and you can just take the whole training uh, in your own page. And so um, this is going to happen and it's only 497. And I think uh, I'm gonna be giving a discount for the first people who sign up. It's gonna be only 397. So if you don't have anything to do, at least take that training, right? Um, and I do have a one-on-one -on -one coaching program that I can give you 45 minutes free. If you guys want to book those 45 minutes um, on how I can help you to find deals, then you can just uh, let me know. We, we probably are going to contact you after this so we can uh, see if you are interested too. It's totally free. We can just sit down and see how I can help your business. So single family um, price reduced. I am going to, this is H-A-R, okay? I'm gonna put Houston here. So I'm, I don't have any software, right? I'm not using any software, I'm not doing anything. I just going by price reduce, and you can put multiple cities here. Um, and I am going to put active listings because this is what I am looking for. And I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do, um, let's say 100, 110 as a price max no price mean minimum three bedrooms uh because that's what my investors are looking for right three bedrooms we don't like two bedrooms it's hard to rent them and so i am going to click right here on search and we're gonna go and we're gonna find some properties here right so let's see this property uh the first property is being price reduced um, and is being reduced by 26%. Okay, so I told you I can find a deal for you really, really quickly. It's not being no even two minutes since I went to this uh, to HAR. So um, <clears throat> if you see here, this house and is in fair condition, right? Now, obviously, we don't know what the ARV is right we don't know that so we're gonna have to to come down here and 
perhaps evaluating and checking. So there is two type of sellers in the MLS or in HAR, right? One is the seller that is crazy to begin with, uh, that wants to sell the houses for a lot, a lot of money. Um, and they're not worth that much. And, and the, the, the seller that actually has, um, uh, is motivated. There is motivated, they, a lot of motivation uh, to sell. So those are two types of sellers we have. And so on this house, well, the house is very tiny. It's not like a big, big house. So we are seeing these $110,000, I think that, I think that they overpriced this house when they listed it at one fifty, because a hundred, uh, this is a tiny house. So if, if we do 110 divided by 914, we can see how much is per foot. So it's 110 divided by 914 equals 120. So we're selling this house, they are selling this house for 110. So it's not a deal right now, right? Because uh, $120 of food is a little bit on the high end for this location. Now I, I know this because because I have experience, right? Obviously, it's easy for me to identify at this point. Um, so, but I can find you a real a, a deal very, very quickly. Um, so this is not looking like a deal to me because uh, the the price per foot is too high. Um, but I can make an offer, right? So um, I could make an offer at sixty percent of um, the asking price, right? Mm -hmm. To see if they they are. Uh, motivated so 110 times let's say this house is in a fair condition good condition gonna make an offer at 70% if that's 77,000 so if you make an offer at 77,000 do you think they're gonna take it well probably not um, so so they're they're probably gonna think about it but they they're not gonna just run and take it um, but you're gonna call, follow up, follow through, make sure that they know that you are interested on this property and that you want to uh, get a counter, right? That's your job is to get a counter. Uh, let me see here, chat. Uh, do I have any questions? Okay, so, so somebody's asking, how did I know uh, the, the price per foot was too high without an ARV. Uh, that's a great question, okay? This is, this is because I'm doing this uh, for a long time that I can identify that $120 per foot is too much um, for this area, 77029. Um, I have actually listed a house over there. I rehab houses. So this is why I know without doing an ARV. But if you want to check, we can check this one out just uh, for you guys to see that I'm pretty much very, very awkward on my, on my ARVs. I think that a 120 a foot is, is too much. They are asking way too much money. So let me, let me go up down here. If you want, let's say you don't have access to the MLS, right? And you want to see what I'm telling you, uh, if it's true. This, everybody has these subdivision price trends or uh, 
view subdivision price trend, right? So you can click really quickly on that. And this is, you don't have access to the MLS, you don't have anything, you just wanna see how much the houses are selling in that subdivision, right? Um, they say that average, they sell for 128. And then you're gonna see here um, that this median sold price for a square foot is $78 a foot. Uh, that's what they are, and in, in HR, they, these people here in, in HAR are stating, are spe speculating that these houses, or because they have enough data, they, they see that these, these houses can sell for $78 per foot. Now, our house were selling for 120 a foot, so that's overpriced. It's, it's a little bit high, right? Now, we're going to go see it right down here and see, uh, these are active houses, right? So we uh, we don't care about active, we care more about sold. But unfortunately, I don't see any more solds in this, in this um, subdivision. Um, so I, I can see that there is this house here listed for 155, but this house is a double of the, of the side of my house right here, right? So obviously this house, let me see how much they're selling this one for. And, and we figured it out. This one is already pending, option pending. And this one is selling for $83 a foot. You see how, how you identify, even if you don't have access to the MLS, you can identify that your property up there is overpriced because this house right here is selling for only $83 a foot. Now, take in consideration this house is double of the side uh, of your house that you're looking at. But um, in, so the bigger is the house, the more, the less um, per foot you can sell it, right? But we're gonna see. Um, and this is without you being a realtor, without you having access to the MLS. I'm just trying to um, here show you how to do it really quickly um, without having to worry about running comps and, and doing all the, the full shot, right? If you, wanna, if you wanna look into that. How I go back, let me see. This thing is right in top, okay. Okay, let me move it here. Okay, so let's see. All right, so if I go and I click on this other one, this one is the same square footage, it's very small. It's in fair condition. Um, I will say ready uh, for my personal opinion, it just to see the pictures, right? And then we're going to um, see, this one here was, or is listed for 114 a foot. So it's still high um, on this, uh, I believe, 110, 120, 115 is, is too much. But we can run an Eastern CMA if you have access to the MLS. You can do that as well and, and see how much this one is really, really worth, right? 3-1. And then we're going to see, they say sell as is. And... Uh, this one is in Pleasant View, Section 1, and it's 1954. So let's see if we can find some um, in the Instant CMA report. We're going to go here, and we're going to see if we can find any camps um, 
half a mile of the property. Nothing is, is being sold lately on that. So, so what if you cannot find the comps? Uh, the other way to evaluate a property will be to check the rent, right? And so there is two types of customers when I'm selling or wholesaling a house, or if I want to buy it for myself, one, it will be rental and it has to be at 1% and above, or it could be um, a house that is a flip. So, but this one is not a deal because it's 120 a foot. I hope it, it, was, it was a little clear on that, on that end. Um, somebody was asking me something here on the questions. Let me see if I can see. Okay. In the shots, let's check. Do you use the listing agent to represent you and pay them 3%? Uh, I know. Uh, yes, yes, actually. Uh, yes, I offer 6%. I don't pay, it's the seller who pays. Uh, but I'll, I'll offering 6% commission, I'm telling them, hey, I don't have a realtor representing me, you can keep the commission. Now, you, if you are a realtor, you have to disclose that you are a realtor and you can send a contract to them and don't charge your commission. Why? Because the seller, at the end of the day, you're looking for a deal, for a discounted property. 70% minor repairs makes a deal, right? So you want a deal. You don't care about commissions. So you have to send um, a contract if you are an agent and just act like a buyer. You can just say, I am a buy I am interested as a buyer. And, and anyway, um, that's the way that we we can handle that and and just give up the commission i think we are about to um have some questions answered uh kevin is, is just telling me about the questions but but yes it's it's as easy as going here you don't have to pay you can just go by price reduce and start looking at all of these houses and start making offers, talking to realtors and, and you know, it's, it's a numbers game. The more you make offers, the more faster you're gonna come to a potential deal or motivated seller. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.